0: Hello everyone, welcome to Screen Scream, I'm Viola. Long time no see. It has been more than a year since I recorded the last episode, because I've been studying at a graduate program of translation and interpretation, but I figured that maybe I will have some time for some shows now, therefore I'm back, and hope you will like the show today. So first of all, newly released, The Machinist. An industrial worker who hasn't slept in a year begins to doubt his own sanity. But they will when they find out who I am. The first new movie we're going to talk about today is The Machinist. And actually it's not a new movie, it's a classic re-release. It's a movie from 2004, played by Christian Bell. And this was his significant work because he lost a lot of weight for this movie. As you may know, he's famous for gaining weight or losing weight for his new films. For example, he worked out really hard when he was the Batman, and he lost weight when he played the Big Short. And the most famous one was when he played in Vice, he gained 22 kilograms. And after that, he said he would never gain weight or lose weight for a new film because it's just too unhealthy. Christian Bell is really a good actor, although I personally don't prefer his movie, but I believe most of them are amazing. Okay, back to Machinist. So the protagonist Trevor is a machinist. He hasn't slept for a year. He suffered from this long-term anxiety and insomnia. He starts to feel blurry about what's happening around him. So he doesn't know how to distinguish what's happening. On the brink of breakdown, he decides to find the answer and he starts this journey of realization and awakening. However, the more he understands the truth is driving him crazy. He starts to doubt whatever happens around him, whether it's real or it's just his imagination. He even doubts whether his colleagues are real, so his condition is very serious. The movie was directed by Brad Anderson, and Christian Bell lost 45 kilograms when he played this role. This film is a combination of thriller and suspense. It even won Best Actor and Best Cinematography at Catalonian International Film Festival and five other major awards in many different film festivals. So it really is a film worth watching. If you missed it in 2004, this is the time for you to catch up. Now let's move on to the second new movie, The Last Duel. King Charles VI declares that Knight de Carojes settled his dispute with his squire by challenging him to Do a swear duel. On your life that what you say is true. The second new movie we're going to talk about today is The Last Duel, and because I delayed recording this episode, I've already seen the movie when I'm recording this show, and I have to say it is really great. And before we start talking about this movie, I'd like to apologize for the bad sound quality. I don't know what happened, but it doesn't allow me to use my headset to record. And my laptop just acts as if it's going to take off. So there's this noise in the background. Please bear me. The plot of the last duel is very obvious. It's the last duel, the last legal duel in France in the 14th century. The duel is about a French knight asks Charles VI for a duel depending his wife's honor and reputation. The story is adapted from Eric Jagger's entitled novel and is written based on the true historical event. The movie stars the Oscar-winning Matt Damon and twice oscar nominee adam driver both of them play royals in the film and the last duel is about the conflict between these two royals their conflicts are just too intense that only duel can solve it the movies directed by the oscar winning director really scott and as i mentioned matt damon is in it and as well as Ben Affleck. Actually, I went to the movie for both of them. I don't really like historical movie, but I went just for them. And after watching it, I realized that it's totally different from what I expected. Well, yes, it includes a duel in 14th century, and the duel was awe-inspiring. But according to Matt Damon in many of his interviews, this is a feminine movie i doubted why but when i watched it i realized yes it is a feminine movie and the point of duel is to make a very masculine film so that their target audience would be male as a result ben affleck and matt damon will be able to push this feminine issue to the front of these male Viewers. I think that's a very clever idea, and I hope you will all enjoy this movie, The Last Duel. Before we start Top 007, let's review what we had from last week. And it has been a long time since I recorded the last episode. I'm pretty sure you don't know what my top three last week were. So here you are Top 3 Dear Evan Hansen and Dune. Top 2 Free guy and no time to die. Top one was Shangqi and the Legend of Ten Rings. How about this week? Top five, the many Sense of New York. I wonder if I can talk to you alone for a moment, Mrs. Soprano. On the basis of the Sanford Binet, he's high IQ. You can't prove. Top four. Kareishi Bell. Bell. <laughs> What? There are only two movies from top 7 to top 4 this week? That's so boring. And I didn't prepare anything for this section because I don't really want to talk about those two movies. But in order to be professional, Let's talk a little bit about both of them, and then we can move to top three to top one. So first of all, The Many sense of New Work. It's a movie that's not going to be released in Taiwan, but it seems pretty popular in the US. The movie is about a mafia family in Jersey. They're called The Sopranos. It's a prequel to the series The Sopranos. So I think if you're interested in the series, you will probably enjoy the Many Sins of New Work because it basically is the prequel and the movie version of the series. And actually reading the introduction of this movie reminds me of my life when I was in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Some friends from the church told me that long time ago, well maybe not long time ago because people still live there, There were some mafia families in Scranton, and they did some, I wouldn't say scary, but maybe horrible things. It's really hard to imagine that there are actual mafias in our daily lives. I mean, I'm from a city that's famous for gangsters, but the truth is I've never seen any gangsters, I've never seen gunshots, and I've never been to the infamous gangster karaoke. So I think it's just something that we only see in movies, but if you watch this series or this movie, you will know the real life of this soprano mafia family and it's pretty interesting. Remember, I mentioned that I'm going to talk about a little bit of both movies, but I think our time's up, so maybe we can save Bell for next week if it's still on the chart. Now it's time for top three to top one. Top no three, Dune. Duncan, can I trust you with something? Yes, always, you know that. The Adams Family 2. Why does nobody come in through the front door? Dearest mother and father. Top two, No Time to Die. Where's 007? Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Good evening, Eddie. Hey, Mrs. Chen. Good evening, Venom. Top one. Shang-Chi and The Legend of Ten Rings. I told my men they would All right, this is so crowded. There are five movies from top three to top one this week. And although I'm a Marvel fan, I even have Marvel Splendor, the board game. And I have Marvel Encyclopedia. I'm not going to talk about Shang-Chi and The Legend of Ten Rings today because I believe it's going to stay on the charts for many more weeks. And so whenever I don't have anything to say, I can talk about it. So today, I want to talk about No Time to Die. I'm not sure whether you've seen it or not, but this is the last 007 episode for Daniel Craig. It's his fifth 007 film. It's not the best one, because the best one was Casino Royale. But it's definitely the most touching one and if you are a James Bond fan, you will love this movie. It's a totally amazing walkout film for Daniel Craig. Since Craig is going to retire from being James Bond, this movie reveals a whole new era. The action scenes in this episode all pushes the story forward. They not only represent important emotional elements, but also create exciting atmosphere. In order to make all the stunts more realistic, Daniel Craig tried his best to play those action scenes on his own, and because of that, he also has many suggestions for the choreography and design for the stunts moves. But unfortunately, in the beginning of the shooting, Daniel Craig twisted his ankle in Jamaica. Therefore, many action scenes have to be postponed so that Crack can recover and receive physical therapy first. If you are a James Bond fan, you will know that outdoor shooting is a basic element of 007 series. It also reflects the whole movie's tone and the story. It brings the audience to scenic and exotic places. So, the crew found a lot of different places for outdoor shootings. There are many different places in this episode. Faroe um, Islands, that is for the villain's den. Norway, to shoot ice scenes. London, of course, the headquarters of MI6. Italy and Jamaica, the place where James Bond spent his retiring life. The most special part is that the crew rented Faroe Islands to shoot a series of shots. Later, they edited it to be the den of the villain, Safin. So I personally think it's a very good last episode for Daniel Craig. And if you are a James Bond fan, you definitely need to see it. You will be touched. And it's a great workout film for Craig. It's all our time today. I'm really looking forward to sharing more movies with all of you. So remember to tune in same time here next week and I will try to upload the episode on time. I'm Viola. See you next week.